Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. To download these episodes, you can simply go to YouTube or iTunes. Please subscribe and share with everybody that you know. You can send all your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com or you can put one out over You can follow me on all social media at mbills314. You all know as of late, you know, there's been a lot of things going around in the news about the flu. You know, flu shots, and you know, lately I've been visiting, you know, some people that I know in the hospital, and just a lot of sickness and a lot of things going on in the world. And um, it was really um, in my heart to want to do a podcast on healing and deal with healing from the scriptures. Uh, most people don't know that it is God's will to heal, not sometimes, but all the time. And I want to really look in depth in the scriptures and look at what God says about healing. The manifestation of healing in your body, not just believing, but actually, you know, receiving healing in your physical body. So if you, yourself, or maybe you know someone who's dealing with any type of sickness or any kind of disease, I want you to, I want you to pause me right now and I want you to send this episode to any individual you know that's dealing with healing. I'm going to go over very carefully healing scriptures and we are going to find out what God says about healing because it is God's will to heal you, to heal me, to heal us. Spirit, soul, and body. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Let's look at verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Another translation says, and medicine to all their flesh. Now let's look at this again. It says, my son, attend unto my words. So the Lord is saying, tend to his words, incline thy ear unto his sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. So it's very important that when, sh- when you're dealing with any type of ailment in your body, that you not only keep your heart together, but you keep your eyes together. Meaning that you keep your eyes on his word, and he says, keep them in the midst of thine heart. So you listen to the word of God, right? That's number one. The word of God on what? want to listen to the word of God on healing you want to get healing scriptures find out what God's will is as it pertains to healing and you want to get them scriptures get them scriptures look at them scriptures repeat them speak them out of your mouth listen to messages on them okay that's what he's saying let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thine heart 
Now, this is not only for healing, but this is for any type of thing you're dealing with in life. Okay, now we're dealing with spiritual, but this also pertains to the natural. This is a principle in life. So a lot of principles that you see in society that people are making money off of, they get this stuff out of the Bible. They're trying to make money off of it, but God has already told us how the heart functions. So what God is saying here is uh, your spirit. Your heart is your spirit. He's telling you that if you can keep the word, he's telling you to keep his word in the midst of your heart. Let them not depart from thine eyes. He says, for they are life. What's life? His word is life unto those that find them. And health or medicine to all their flesh. So his word that you get down in your heart, he's saying that it can pour out onto your flesh, whereby it will bring forth healing, physical healing. Okay, I want you to stay with me, and we're just going to go over this real slow, okay, because this is very important, and there's a lot of people who are believing God to heal them of sickness and disease, and there are some people who don't think it's God's will for them to get healed because of maybe some bad things they felt that they've done. We're going to look at the scripture pertaining to that too, because sometimes sickness is brought on our body because of sin. Some things we've been doing, we know we had no business doing, we kept doing them. And boom, here we go. We got this situation going on in our body. And some feel like God won't heal you. We're going to deal with that scripture. But first, let's go to Isaiah 53. Look at verse 4. It says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. New Living Translation says in verse 5, it says, But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Again, this is not just spiritual healing. This is physical healing. This is mental healing. People need healing in so many different areas of their life. We have to be dealing with mental health issues. We're dealing with physical health issues and spiritual health issues. God, as you can see in verse 5, he said he was beaten so we could be made whole. God wants us whole. You will see many times when God says, when Jesus has said to people, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say your faith has made you heal. Your faith has made you whole. What is wholeness? Nothing missing, nothing broken. All right? You ever heard somebody tell you that you don't ever want to marry a half of a person? That's true. You don't want to marry half of a person. You want to marry a whole of a person. Because if you marry half of the person, then where's the other half? Right? So, even when we get married, I'm married. But you know what I'm saying? If you're single and you're listening to this, even when you get married, you want to marry somebody that's whole and you want to be whole. Whole meaning nothing missing, nothing broken. That doesn't mean you're perfect, obviously. But it means that if you got some issues that you know that you need healing on, maybe healing from past relationships, healing from past hurts, healing from whatever, you need to get that straight first so that you can be whole. So we know that when Jesus was on the cross, he says, the word of God declares, in Isaiah, it says he was pierced for our rebellion. Not his rebellion. Jesus never rebelled. He did this for you and for me. 
He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. And it says he was whipped so we can be healed. All right, so we got that. We understand healing so we can be healed. Spirit, soul, body. Particularly in this episode, I want to focus on body. But I just want you to know that he, God desires that we be healed in every area. But body, physical healing is an issue that people for some reason don't think God wants to do it for them. Maybe because of people they've seen in the past, maybe because of relatives that they felt that was believing God that didn't make it. I don't know what the issue is. But we're going to find out from God's word what his will is. Go with me to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Look at verse 17. You still with me? It says, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses now what made him say that well let's go on up to verse 13 in that same chapter Matthew chapter 8 verse 13 it says and Jesus said unto the satyrian go thy way and as thou hast believed so be it done unto thee and his servant was healed in the self-same hour verse 14 it says and when jesus was coming to peter's house he saw his mother he saw his wife's mother laid so that means this was peter's mother-in-law he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever he didn't even see them have cancer she didn't have anything big she just had a fever that showed me something God will even heal a fever. I think we've gotten so comfortable with, oh, you know, well, it's flu season, it's fever season, oh, it's October, all oh, the weather breaking. Uh-uh. We don't have to have a fever. Now, we know we can get fevers. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean that if you get a fever that that means you're not believing God or you're not in faith. It doesn't mean any of that. It might mean you need to cover up. <laughs> That's probably the first thing. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of times, you know, we be in the, it be December, and all of a sudden we hit a 65 degree temperatures and we go into a short swim. And then the next day, it's negative seven. And then we try to figure, how come I got the chills? Well, don't do that. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Verse 15, it says, and he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. Verse 16, it says, And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Didn't say he healed some. He healed all that were sick. Who were all that were sick? It doesn't give names. Whoever was present, whoever came in there with something, he healed all all that were sick let me ask you this question do you think the people that the lord healed may have had some sin in their life i answer for you yes do you think the people that he healed had some other issues yes all right let's go to verse 17 that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses himself jesus he took our weaknesses and he bear our sickness. All right? Now, let's go to James chapter 5 and let's deal with sin. Sin and sickness. James chapter 5. This is going to set somebody free. If you ain't listening to nothing I said, you listen to this. James chapter 5, verse 14. It says, Is any sick among you? Question. There's a question mark. It says, Is any sick among you? Now he's going to give instruction. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them 
pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, that's key. He says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. It didn't say anointing oil is going to save the sick. It didn't say the elder is going to save the sick. It says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Watch this. And the Lord shall raise him up. Shall raise who up? The person that's sick. If he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So God's saying, I'll forgive your sin and heal your body. It's called a double cure. I'll forgive your sin and I'll heal your body. So if your sin got you in it, God's saying, I'll forgive your sin and heal your body. Gotta let that rest of me. I'll forgive your sin and heal your body. Now let me now let me tell you what I would not recommend. I would not recommend you taking this scripture and to continue to sin. What I mean by sin, meaning that if you're if a particular sin got you in this particular predicament, don't keep going back to that same issue. Because if you think that by going back to this, oh, the Lord said He'll forgive my sin and heal my body. All right. <laughs> the Bible says don't frustrate the grace of God It says God is not mocked Whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap Just chill. stop Listen when it comes to sin We're not trying to find out ways To sin and get away with it If you're trying to figure out How to sin and get away with it You need to check your heart When you sin it's just that You sin you missed the mark you slipped up You made a mistake you sin Now once you sin the Lord says According to 1 John 1.9, it says that we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All right. But I want to read this scripture just to show you that maybe you did make a mistake. Maybe you did sin. Maybe you did do something that you had no business doing. And all of a sudden, a sickness came on your body due to it. This scripture is to let you know that just because you sin and this sickness has come on your body won't keep God from healing you. What you need to do first is ask God to forgive you of that sin and then let the healing take place. Don't put, don't walk around with the attitude that, well, I sin. Oh, well, Lord, you're going to do what you want to do. All right, you better chill out. Let's keep going. Uh, Psalms 103. Psalms 103. First one, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases. So the doctor says you have a disease, right? He says you have this. He says you have that. He says it can't be cured. Bible says forget not his benefits he's saying one of the benefits of being in a relationship with him is that not only will he forgive your sin but I'll heal you of your diseases as well you need to write these scriptures down or you need to play this podcast over and over and over again until this gets down in your heart remember Proverbs 4 we just read it let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thine heart take heed to my word take heed to my sayings 
God means that. Proverbs 4.20, write that down. The Bible says Jesus healed them all. He's still healing today. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't stopped healing, but there are some things in our life, sometimes it keeps us from getting healed. So it's not God's fault. It's never the Lord's fault. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the truth, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. See, Peter is quoting Isaiah 53. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the truth, that we, being dead to sin, shall live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. Every sickness and disease known to man, God has already healed. God has already took care of. That's why we can go to him and receive healing in our body, healing in our mind, healing in our spirit. One way to get rid of a spiritual sickness is to receive Jesus Christ. That's the first thing. You get rid of your, your spiritual sickness that, with just that step, receiving Jesus. Right there, your, your spiritual sickness is gone. Now with that, you just have to maintain maintenance. I heard an older preacher say this a while back. He says, salvation is free, but the maintenance will cost you. What is he saying? Meaning, salvation is free. You can go to God freely. You can receive salvation freely. But as we walk on this earth, don't think for one second that you won't have to do any work. You have to, we have to maintain our spirit. We have to watch what we put into our heart. We have to watch what we put into our minds. God's, that's not his responsibility. That's our responsibility. So that's maintenance. You know, every 3,000 to 5,000 miles, your vehicle needs an oil check. Think about you. You go out here doing things, working, taking care of the family, doing so many different things. But don't pray anymore. Stop attending church. You just, you just, you just flowing with the wind. You need an oil change. You on cruise control. Nothing's happening. Things that, you know, things are coming at you from your left and your right. It seems like you don't have the strength to go on. That's because you are in cruise control and you need to get up and do some work. You need maintenance on your spirit. If you're trying to catch the vibes and talking about sending positive energy, <laughs> you know, like, no. You need the Lord Jesus Christ to help your soul. Let's keep going. Turn to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Verse 38, it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He, healed, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So this lets you know that he heals in every area, all that were oppressed, oppressed in their minds. The devil oppresses, he tries to oppress us, bombard us with things. Try to control your mind with whatever he can control it with. He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Jesus is the only one that's qualified to conquer evil. You can't do yoga to conquer evil. You can't meditate long enough to conquer evil. 
you can't go on a plant-based diet to conquer evil. That's going to help with your healing in your body. But a lot of these things that society is trying to make popular is not net. Listen, all I'm trying to say is you can't find a substitute for Jesus. You're going to say, ah, I don't really do the Jesus, though. Let me just go on over here to Miss Wilson class. <laughs> ain't no substitute. You got to go to Mr. Jesus class. Miss Wilson ain't got it. <laughs> I got me talking about substitute teaching. But <laughs> he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Let's keep going. Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30. Verse 17, it says, For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, this is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Let's go to Jeremiah 33. God says he will restore health unto thee and heal us of our wounds. That still stands today. How much more will God do it for you? If he did it for them in the Old Testament, and you being his child, how much more will he do it for you? How much more will he do it for me? Jeremiah 33, verse 6. It says, Behold, I will bring I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. Jesus is the cure. So if a doctor tells you that there's no cure for this disease, there's no cure for this bone disease, there's no cure for this, Jesus is the cure. Listen, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, that Jesus is the name that's above every name. So whatever the doctors or whoever diagnosed you with something, that has a name. They attach the name to it. But it says that Jesus is the name that's above every name. So sickness and disease has to bow to the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease has to bow to the name of Jesus. Jesus is Lord over sickness and disease. It's yours, it's yours It's yours, it's yours 
kill the blind man And I believe that you cleanse the ten I believe that you made the lame walk And I believe that you raised the dead And I believe you're the cure for cancer Sickness and disease comes to the human body, not from God. He doesn't send it to teach you something. He's not trying to pay you back for what you did when you was nine years old or what you didn't do when you was 24. That's not God. That's not Bible. Things happen 
Sometimes because of the things we eat. We read because of, it can be because of sin. It can be because of many things. And all these are simply attacks from the enemy. So you have to know that your particular ailment that you're dealing with is not from God. And the reason why you need to get that under control is because how are you going to believe that God can heal you if you're not sure that he didn't put it on you? So that's why you have to make up in your mind and understand from the Bible that God did not put this sickness on me to teach me something. God is not trying to teach me something with this sickness. It is not God's will that I be sick. Because think about it. If it's God's will for you to be sick, then why are you taking medicine to get out of the will of God? So people really don't believe that the enemy lies to us, brings condemnation, brings guilt, so that, so that we can stay in our situation, so that ultimately he can try to kill us. And I'm telling you today, no more. You're not going to believe the enemy's lies no more. We are going to stand on God's word. We're going to believe what his word says. If all the world goes left, we're going right. If you want to know which way God is going, find out which way the world is going and go the opposite direction. Remember, you have to remember, society, and when I say society, I'm not even talking about particular people, but society as a whole, they don't know God. They don't want anything to do with God. They're trying to push God out of it. Things happen in schools where gun violence is concerned. They point and think, well, where was the Lord when this shooting happened? Well, where was your government with the gun control law? So you're looking at the wrong person. But you have to understand, God gave us free will. God gave man dominion over the earth. We out here making laws and making rules and then tell God, now you bless this. Now, God, you get in the midst of this. And then when something goes south, we blame God for it. When God was never part of it, you, you told him you was, you was done with him. You said it was okay to purchase assault rifle. You said that. He didn't say that. So you opened up that door for the devil to get in. So now the devil will get whoever he wants. He can oppress whoever he wants. He can possess whoever he wants. Hey, go down there to the local Walmart. Go on over there and grab that uh, AR-15. Now, tomorrow, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go down there to the... So, we have to pray, but I'm telling you right now that we have to pray primarily for those who are in our government to change the law. No, I understand that may not stop all of this stuff, but it can stop a large portion. We've had 18 gun shootings in 45 days. And if you don't think that's a problem, then you definitely get the, you get a congratulations you played yourself because that doesn't make sense. Anyway, I'm supposed to be talking about here and I got on that. But I'm just showing you how we blame God for a lot of stuff where we just need to examine ourselves. So if eating wrong food has gotten you into a place and maybe you have high blood pressure, diabetes, whatever have you, don't just take that and say, well, it run in my family. Forget all that. It may run in your family, but it's going to stop with you. That doesn't mean it's going to freely come to you. I'm sure it's probably a lot of stuff that flows in my family or has flowed in my family, but it's not it's going to it's not going to flow to me and it's not going to flow to my seed or their seed or their seed. Now I've declared that. So I had asthma. Does that mean that every if I have multiple upon multiple children, does that mean if I have three or four kids, they all got to get asthma because I had it? I don't think that way. It's not Bible. No. No, 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 no. A thousand times no. That's why God wants us to renew our mind in His word. Turn to Exodus chapter 15.
still talking about healing. Exodus chapter 15. Look at verse 26. Exodus 15 verse 26. It says, And so if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, wilt do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these, or allow none of these, diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. See, God doesn't put sickness and disease on you. God, he, he'll allow it. Just like what we read right there. I know you read about maybe, if you haven't, you should read the story of Moses. You'll learn a lot from it. You read about the story of Moses in Exodus. He talks about going to Pharaoh. And if you don't let my people go, I'm going to put this on you, frogs and locusts and all these different things. He told you what the consequences are going to be. He didn't, he didn't, he not going in the bag and dropping down the stuff. There's a consequence in sin. There's consequences already in sin. God doesn't have to do anything. He's telling us not to do things because he knows the consequences of it. He knows that by him telling us to abstain from sex until we get married, he knows that if we go around fornicating, go around having sex, that's a possibility you're going to get AIDS. It's a possibility you're going to get a STD. It's a possibility you can get something brought on your body that you didn't intend to, right? It says in the Old Testament that wine is a brawler. They're getting drunk with wine, that wine is a brawler. I mean, it calls you angry. You, got, you ever seen people drunk? They be ready to fight? Now you drunk, you fighting, next thing you know, you in jail. Next thing you know, you killed somebody or done something dumb. So he's not trying to keep us from having fun. He's trying to keep us from getting ourselves into bad situations. That's why he says that, listen, if you call on me, you need healing. I'll forgive your sin. I'll heal your body. He's not going to allow our dumb decision to keep him, to keep us, to keep him from healing us. Think about it. If your child needs you and they're hurting, you're not thinking about what they did to you last Friday or thinking about what they did to you earlier that day. If your child is screaming, they're in pain, they need you, you as a parent is going to run to their aid. You're not thinking about what they did to you. It's the same with God. He's our father, right? We're his children. We need him. You see, the one thing between God and our parents, we can see our parents. You can't see God. All we have is his word. But his word is just as powerful as if he was physically here. His word is that powerful. If you think about it, your parents' words are just that, are that powerful. If, my, if your parent leaves for the weekend, they give you a list of instructions on paper and tell you, take the trash out, do this, do that, don't have anybody in my house, da 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 You being a good child, you're going to take heed to that word that was written on that paper. Because that word that they wrote is just as powerful as them physically standing there telling you that. They, and they wrote it in ink. And you're like, man, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta do it. Now, you can have some rebellious kids in the natural, just like you have rebellious kids in the spirit. So God's word is just that powerful. And you can't say God's word is not true because half the book is already fulfilled already. So you're, you're a day late and a dollar short. Jesus is on his way back and then you can do to stop him. So the best thing that we can do is surrender. Turn to Job chapter 5. Job chapter 5. Look at verse 26. Job 5 verse 26. It says, Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age, like as a shock of corn cometh in his season. Lo, this we have searched it, so it is. 
Hear it and no doubt it for thy good. I'm gonna read that in the New Living Translation. So you can get a better understanding. Verse 26, you will go to the grave at a ripe old age, like a sheaf of grain harvested at the proper time. We have studied life and found all this to be true. Listen to my counsel and apply it to yourself. God's desire is that we live a long time, live an old age, and even if and even as we live an old age, his desire is still not for us to go by sickness or disease. Now, if you know someone who may have had sickness or disease and you know they were believing God, you're like, man, but they still, they still died. Like, I don't understand. They, they said they were believing. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 29. I'll answer that. Deuteronomy chapter 29. Look at verse 29. It says, the secret things belong unto the, unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Secret things belong unto the Lord. Now, you don't know. We don't know what was in our relative's heart. They could have been ready to go. They could have been tired and said, you know what? I'd rather go be with Jesus than to stay here and fight. They may have known, hey, I know God can heal, but Lord, I'm cool. I'm just ready to go home and God will receive them. And you can't say that's not true because you wasn't there. You don't know an individual's heart. Because what about the individual who stood on God's word and got healed? You think God is showing the respect to the person? He has favoritism now? He has favorites? No, the Bible says he doesn't show any favoritism. He's not a respectable person. Some people are just ready to go and you and we gotta respect that. Maybe people are tired, like, nah, I'm, I'm cool, Lord, I'd rather just go and go be with you, come be with you. That's why when I pray for an individual, an individual that can communicate and talk, I ask them, do you mind if I pray for you? Do you believe Jesus can heal you? You know, it's like you're asking, like, do you want the Lord to heal you? So some people are, I'm telling you, there are people, you're gonna find there are people who don't wanna be, they, they cool. You got some people who don't wanna be healed because they wanna continue to get a check in the mail. Yes. They want to continue to get a check. Therefore, it, it, it can be something that can be cured of, but they don't want it. So just understand this. You who are listening that may be dealing with any type of sickness or disease, and you desire healing, all you have to do is receive it. Jesus is already taking care of it. All we have to do is receive it. You say, how can I? We just went over. We went over in Proverbs 4. You have to focus in this season. Think about it. If a person has a cancer in their body, that cancer is working 24 hours a day in your body. It doesn't have any, it's working 24 hours a day to try to shut things down. So if it's working 24 hours a day and it gets no break, then you don't necessarily need 24 hours of, because you can't stay up 24 hours and wear yourself out. You can spend, now I can't put a time limit on it, but I'll just tell you to spend time in God's word on healing. That will be enough to keep your mind and your heart. And I'm telling you, the sickness will just dry up and leave. Now there are many ways to receive your healing. You can receive healing by the laying on of hands from, of another believer. They can anoint your head with oil, lay hands on you, pray over you. It says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. If there have been any sins, they'll be forgiven. Your job is just to receive the healing. You're not looking to an individual to do it. Oh, let me go to, uh, Pastor so-and-so, you know, they anointed. No, because that means you're looking at them. You need to look to Jesus, and all you're doing is you're doing what the Bible says to do. It says, okay, you can call for the elders of the church is one way. You can go to the Lord yourself. 
There's so many different, it's many different ways to receive the healing, okay? If you want to share, you can say, hey, you're letting, you letting people close to you know that are believers say, hey, listen, I'm dealing with the doctors. The doctors said, I have this, and I want you all to stand in agreement with me, and God heal me. And all you got to do is receive. You can't force it. You don't have to beg the Lord. You just receive. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you feel. Be moved only by God's word. And I'm telling you, it is going to require work. It's going to require work. But think about it. You go into the doctor's appointments. You have to go to the doctor. You got to do all that physical work. Just the little spiritual work you can do can dry it up. So don't ever think, oh, that's too much. It ain't too much. If you want to be healed of it, the enemy is going to always target your mind. So if he's going to target your mind with the sickness and disease, if the doctor says, okay, you got this, you got X amount of time to live. Are you going to believe that report or are you going to believe the report of the Lord which says, with long life I shall satisfy you? Okay? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for any individual who's dealing with any type of sickness and disease. Father God, I ask you to comfort their heart, comfort their soul, comfort their mind. Let them know that you are the healer. Reassure them that you are the healer. And I stand in agreement with them, Father God. You say, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them. I stand in agreement with each and every person that is under the sound of my voice. And I stand in agreement with them that they will receive their healing in Jesus' name. They will be healed from the crown of their heads to the very soles of their feet. I pray that they shall receive wisdom and insight from you as to what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what I pray, receive that. Because with the prayer can come instructions from the Lord. Everybody's different. Everybody's situation is different. You need to listen to the Lord. Get in his word and also listen in your prayer time. God can give you plain, simple instructions on how to rid yourself of sickness and disease. Some people I know personally, they just went on a plant-based diet. They stopped eating meat and stopped eating certain things. And the sickness, it just left. So there are some natural things you can do that will just leave. Okay? You can't be dealing with sickness and disease and still smoking cigarettes. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So receive healing today. And understand that God healed, and understand that Jesus healed them all. And I believe, if you believe, I know he can heal you. Because he's already healed you 2,000 years ago on the cross. Remember we read, by his stripes we are healed. He took those whips for us. Took all that pain for us. So that we can be healed. Not just spiritually, not just mentally, but physically. This podcast has been a blessing to you. Please, please send this to anybody that you know that's dealing with any type of sickness or any type of disease. Even a fever. I remember I said, God doesn't even want you to have a fever, man. Cover up out here. It ain't even springtime. <laughs> Sound like somebody that cover up. It ain't even springtime. It ain't even springtime. Yeah, y'all I heard the shorts on the Crocs. But, hey, subscribe to this podcast on YouTube and iTunes and all that good stuff. Remember these words from Romans chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.